This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Everybody Lies, our House MD episode-by-episode podcast, the greatest House MD episode-by-episode podcast to ever exist. (laughs) (sighs) Throwing a little shade. Shade never made anybody less gay, but it never made a House podcast any good. It's a line from Taylor Swift's song, You Need to Calm calm Down. Calm down. Whatever. She says, uh, she's talking about people talking about gay people on the internet, and she was like, hey, why don't you you need to, um, you know, like stop with all this hate because Shade never made anybody less gay. Well, I've been a bigot my entire life, but now that I've heard that, uh, I'm cured. Exactly. That is what her songs are meant to do. <laughs> they're, to, they're about healing. To change people's minds. Anyway, so this episode is about homosexuals, and it's called... No, it's uh, this episode is called... Uh, oh, that's a good one, Mark. Detox? Detox, yep, that's it. All right. So the episode begins with uh, everybody's favorite blonde weirdo, um, Amanda Seyfried, I believe her name is. How she says her name. She's uh, from... Uh, we talked about Seth MacFarlane in uh, the regular show. She's from that mil- A Million Ways to Die in the West movie. She's the one that ends up with uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris. And then she was in also Ted, actually, now that I think about it. And she was in something else. But I remember her. I first noticed her in the in the TV show Big Love when she was the, the oldest. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, she was the oldest daughter. She's a pretty attractive uh, young lady. Oh, yeah, I, I don't feel the same way. I, I do know her from the uh, movie uh, Mean Girls, which my wife makes me watch all the time, especially when she's not even there. Oh, yeah, she is in that movie. <laughs> she's the one who can tell it's raining. She's the one who can tell it's raining by her breasts. Right, right. Do you Did you recognize the young man? He's from Election, I believe. Yep, exactly. Yeah, he's the kid from Election who uh, who finds out that Matthew Broderick is cheating. Yeah. That look on his face. Yeah, and then he spits on his car window. <laughs> they actually, his dad is also in election, now that I think about it. Oh, is he? Yeah, the guy that plays his dad is the uh, Matthew Broderick's friend who, uh, who fucks Tracy Flick and then uh, gets forced out. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, yeah, that is nice. <laughs> well, I mean that he was in the movie. <laughs> Oh my god! So um, that, is a, that is a great movie. Everybody go watch Election. That's good. That's it, a good movie. Yes, Election is a, a very strong film. Um, I think I love the guy that's in American Pie, whose name I can't think of. I think it's Chris something. Chris uh, Evans. Yeah, Chris Evans. Uh, but he's the the brother. He he's hilarious. he was actually engaged to Katie. He was engaged to Katie Holmes at one point too. Was he? Oh, good for him. Yep. Yeah, and then she uh, left him for Tom Hanks. Wow, what a great career move. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, they're uh, they're both from election, but she's she's uh, straddling uh, this uh, young man with uh, only her bra on, and basically she's implying that 
you know, hey, your dad's not going to be home for a while. Where's the stuff? Get it out. Stick it in me. And she's referring to a car key uh, because she wants to take his Porsche. So they go and, uh, you know, they, she's driving the Porsche. She's like, oh, my God, I love this car and everything. And he starts coughing. She looks at the rearview mirror and she realizes he's coughing up blood. So she jams on the brakes. Now, I'm not a big car guy, but I looked this up, everybody, just so we had some information to give you people. Apparently, uh, Porsche, especially Porsche 911s, which is the, uh, the brand of car that they're, they're driving, are very notable for their incredibly good anti-lock brakes, uh, which means that, what because ha- what happens is she, she gets distracted because she sees he's coughing up blood. And she jams on the brakes because there's a truck coming across. I thought this was a Final Destination movie at the very beginning. <laughs> because she she jams on the brakes, the car turns sideways, and they go completely under this uh, this truck. And then they get hit by a bus coming. That like right. it's a very Final Destination esque like type scene. But apparently, uh, the Porsche's anti lock brake systems are so good that there's no way this would happen. Once she jammed on the brakes, they basically would have just stopped on a dime. Fair enough. But so he gets, he gets in the, um, he gets sent to the emergency room. Uh, he broke his leg and now there's uh, complications arising because he has hemophiliac. Uh, what's, what do they call it? Oh man. They use the word a few different times. Gingivitis. Yeah, it's it's gingivitis of hemophilia. Now, basically, he's his red blood cells are disintegrating themselves, and they don't they don't know why. Um, at the same yeah. time, House's drugs aren't there because they accidentally got rerouted to research. I don't know how that happens, but he's got to wait an hour until his pills get there, and when they finally arrive. He's got the most satisfied look on his face when he takes this pill, which has got to be psychosomatic. Cause I know that, that opiates can work quickly, but not that fast. Right. And do you think that, uh, that was set up by Cuddy or Wilson, that part? Um, like maybe. maybe deliberately just to see how, you know, how bad he was. Well, yeah. Based, based on what we find out at the end, um, and cause I was gonna, I was gonna bring that up as like a continuity error basically. Cause it looks like, you know, Cuddy sees him taking the pill, sees the satisfied look on his face and then goes and starts talking to him about his possible drug problem, like immediately. Um, but yeah, what you said actually makes it make sense then if they set that up, uh, prior to. So yeah, I think, I think that's a very good theory. But yeah, Cuddy uh, bets a uh, house. Uh, she basically poorly negotiates a uh, entire month off of clinic duty. Yep. If uh, he if he doesn't use Vicodin for a week. Yep. Like yeah. she's like the worst negotiator ever. You know, for someone who's like the uh, head of the hospital, you think she'd be a little better at that. Yeah, she's like a week off clinic duty, and he of course turns that down. Uh, and then she 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 doesn't even like negotiate. Like you said, she's just like, okay, two weeks. No, three weeks, a month. <laughs> and then finally he's like, okay, a month. That's good. Um, so he hands her her Vicodin, throws her a Vicodin and, uh, and says, okay, I'm going off for, for a week. Uh, so this patient, you know, this is coming like he's, he's looking around or he, he's looking at the stuff and he's like, he asks a bunch of questions. He's like, well, does he have an artificial heart valve? 
Um, you know, it must be an inherited condition, but it's not and all this stuff. And he's like, ah, it's, you know, that's, this is interesting and weird. This shouldn't be happening. He's only a 16 year old kid. So he gets super interested in this case. Um, Cameron and they, they take, it's, it's interesting cause it does kind of, uh, it kind of links up with, uh, with the final solution of this case. Um, but they show Cameron taking a very, a pretty detailed family history of, you know, his, the, the dad, where they've been, they went to China, they got shots. It's a lot of things where it's like, I, it's almost kind of like a red herring, I suppose, because it's a lot of things where they're giving you a lot of information, a lot of potential clues as to what the final diagnosis might be. And his mom or his mom had cancer. She died of, uh, of, uh, pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. Yeah. So they do. You know, they've got several different theories. They say it could be lupus. This is the first time that they ever bring up lupus <laughs> as a possibility, which is great. Um, uh, they say it could be lupus, uh, which does actually kind of make sense as to certain degrees. Um, or it could be cancer. Um, it could be an infection. Uh, and I think there was one more thing that they tested for. I can't think of what it might be. But they uh, they do a gallium scan to test for an infection because uh, he's got a slight he's got a slightly elevated uh, temperature. It's ninety nine point two. Obviously, it's not a huge deal, but um, you know he's got a slightly elevated temperature. They do a gallium scan for that. They do an ANA. That's I believe that stands for uh, anti nuclear antibodies. I believe or something like that, or or anoid nuclear antibodies, something like that. It's it's. It's an autoimmune test, basically. Um, I looked it up a, a while ago, but I... Yeah, this is the one where it does, like, uh, like 90% of people with lupus will test, like, one way for this. Is yeah. that still what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. It, it ends up being cloudy, because... Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a... Yeah, that I was right. Anti-nuclear antibody. Um, basically, it's, it's testing the antibodies in your in your blood because people that have autoimmune diseases, autoimmune diseases are, you know, they're they're they affect the immune system. So you would, you would see these weird types of cells. Oh, drugs. That was the other thing because, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> because they suspect that maybe, uh, Amanda Seyfried has slipped him drugs because she went into rehab in the ninth grade, I guess. Yeah, the father really does not care for her at all. He's no. constantly trying to, you know, blame her for the, uh, you know, the illness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she she was the one that wanted to drive the Porsche and, and all this shit and everything. Um, but yeah, so they they test him for drugs. They test his hair. Uh, negative for drugs, negative on the ANA, which means he doesn't have an autoimmune disease. Which, by the way, eventually they are going to say that they think it's lupus. That should really... That should really rule it out pretty heavily. Um, you know, yeah, I think uh, Cameron insists, though, that, you know, there's still the 10% chance, so it's possible <laughs> that he does have it and, you know, just yeah. is part of that small group. <laughs> I guess. And she is the immunologist, so. Um, but the the gallium scan's clear. He doesn't seem to have any kind of infection in his heart or, or anything like that, which would cause uh, this kind of internal bleeding and, and destruction of, of the red blood cells. Um, and uh, the cancer, they to diagnose the lymph nodes, and all the cells are normal. There are no cancer cells in his lymph nodes, so it does not look like it is cancer. Um, yeah, and at this point, he starts to complain about his eye. Like, he says everything's going dark in it. Yep, yep. And it turns out that he's got a blood clot 
uh, that clots in his eye, which is weird because he's bleeding and clotting. And as they point up, as they point out in the in the episode, you know, they're opposite processes. So it's weird that both things could be happening at once. And then, of course, they immediately say, well, we can't really give him blood thinners because he's already bleeding too much as it is. So he's going to lose the eye. Yeah, exactly. And because the the kid asks, he's like, the blindness is going to be permanent. And Chase kind of just nods and says, yeah. And House isn't much help because he is going through some pretty bad detoxing. Right. And, and, you know, they basically uh, he says he has two hours to be able to find out what the problem is or the eye is gone forever. Yep, exactly. And then Chase... In one of the first times he ever comes up with any kind of good idea, says, hey, what if we, he's like, I think there's something we can do for the eye. And House is like, the eye's fucked. Forget it. We'll try, let's try to save his life. And he's like, um, but if we suck out some of the fluid, then the clot might, from the eye, then the clot might just move on its own. It'll have more room to move because there, there'll be less swelling and it might move on its own. Um, and house is like, Oh, it's a creative idea. And he's like, why didn't you bring this up a couple hours ago? He's like, I just thought of it now. He's like, well, you should have thought of it earlier. (laughs) Yeah. Which is even when he finally comes up with a good idea, like house, like doesn't, you know, miss the opportunity to uh, chastise him. Right. So he does. Yeah. Go ahead. And and we forgot right before this, there's a kind of funny scene where like house, like looks over and there's like this extremely attractive woman, like doing stretches. Oh yeah. She, and And she is very attractive. Yes, and this is where, like, Wilson, like, basically Wilson shows up, and he's like, yeah, I'm just gonna hang out with you guys. I'm in charge of the department. I can do what I want. He, <laughs> he basically flat out says as much. Right. He's like, oh, I'm just hanging out here, and he's like, he's like, oh, you know, Cuddy brought you to spy on me. He's like, no, 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 uh, I just uh, don't want you to start, like, shooting people from a clock tower, like, uh, like it's 1966. Uh, right. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it is pretty clear, because he, he hired the the masseuse, it's pretty clear that he came there just to see her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, at first, the uh, house actually thinks she's a prostitute, which I can see why, the way she's, like, stretching and stuff. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's a very attractive masseuse. But, yeah, so like you said, uh, Chase actually figures something out for once in his fucking life. Right. So they, they do it, and the clot actually does move, and he can start to see again, which is, is nice, but he's still, you know, he's still circling the drain, as they say. Isn't that kind of dangerous? So just like to let a like clot loose in like someone's bloodstream. You would think so, you know, especially in the eye, you know, fairly close to the brain. Yeah, I it's already in the head. I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't think it would be the best thing to do, but I guess, I guess it just dissolves. I don't know. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I would so think because blood better. thinners. The reason blood thinners help work is because blood thinners basically they they you know, they dissolve and break down clots that are able to do that. And, and for ones that aren't, there are clot busting drugs, but that they have now, I don't know if they were even actually available when this was, uh, when this was filmed or not, but yeah, I, I don't know enough about medicine to to know how, what the dangers would be, but it seems like it would be pretty dangerous. Right. But yeah, so he, uh, you know, he lets this clot loose and then, uh, the Amanda Seafried girl shows up again. He's certainly, the kid just starts vomiting everywhere. Yeah throws up all over her right after she kisses him or you know like his liver is like shutting down so they rush him over to the icu then house just like snaps at the guy's dead because you know the think the team assumes it's the vicodin yeah yeah and he he's basically because he's like 
He's like, it's not the kidneys because they they gave him extra. They gave him extra antibiotics uh, to fight an infection because that was kind of their best guess of what might be causing this. And Chase said, you know, that much antibiotics is going to box his kidneys, and his numbers start declining. So they're they're taking him, like you said, they're taking him to the uh, emergency, and um, you know, House is like, it's not the antibiotics, it's not his kidneys, it's his liver, and. The dad goes, what does that mean? And House goes, it means he's all better and he can go home. What do you think it means? He can't live without uh, his liver. He's dying and he gets all pissed off. And I think as Cameron comes over there and she's like, what are you doing? Snapping at dad? Like his, his son's dying. He's scared. He's like, it's a stupid question. And he goes, no. And she said, no, it's not. And it really, it really isn't a stupid question because it's like, basically what he's asking is, oh, his liver's failing. What does that tell you? What could be doing this? I mean, that's basically right. what he's asking him, which is a right. perfectly normal question to ask. This is, of course, the uh, thing that only happens in TV shows where the uh, parents actually able to see the uh, child being transported in the area of the rush up and ask questions. Right, exactly. So they, um, you know, they, they say that, like his liver's failing. They're not sure exactly why, but, uh, you know, they get him on some medication and he's going to need uh, a liver transplant, basically. Um, so yeah, how thinks he has this hepatitis E thing. Yes. So he, he gets this drug that'll make him a, a, just a little worse. So they can diagnose it properly, mm -hmm. but if he doesn't have it, then they think he probably does have lupus. Yeah. And then if they treat him for the lupus and it actually is the hepatitis then they'll kill the patient. So, uh, house kind of like talks to a uh, camera and, uh, to tell her, like, you know, tell them that we're treating him for this because, uh, but we're not because it will actually kill him. Right. Exactly. And, and house points out that, you know, Hepatitis E is a long shot diagnosis, but you know, lupus isn't a great diagnosis either. And he points out, I think he points out a couple times in this episode, the time course isn't, you know, is way too accelerated for, which is funny because they rare, they rarely mention the, the time course of diseases in the show because they have to accelerate a lot of them uh, in order to fit it into like a one, one episode thing. Because some of these diseases take like years to get to certain points, but uh, in this one he mentions it because he's like it would, it shouldn't even even really aggressive multi organ lupus that's basically just a fatal diagnosis anyway shouldn't move this quickly because <laughs> it's like it's going from like the heart to the to, it's going from uh from the vessels to the heart to the liver like like in the course of like a week, right? It's way too fast. Um. But yeah, so and, they uh, house how actually breaks his hand at this point because uh, yes. he's trying to distract himself from the addiction. Yeah, apparently, as they as uh, Wilson says, there's a pain gate gating system in the brain. I assume this is true that the uh, the brain registers the most severe pain and blocks all other pain out. Um, yeah, it could be. I, I I I guess it would make I don't sense. Know if addiction's a pain, though. I guess there's physical withdrawals. I assume. Yeah. I guess it makes sense on an evolutionary standpoint uh, for your brain to to try to signal you to the most severe thing that's going wrong with you. Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, but anyway, so he's like, did it work? And he's like, oh, my hand hurts and, you know, my leg feels fine. Uh, you know, so I think actually what he's trying to do is distract himself from the pain in his leg because as Cuddy pointed out, uh, and I guess this is true, I don't know enough about op opioid addiction to know this either, but... Um, she points out that if he's not addicted, then he'll have some pain, which will be hard, 
but he won't have withdrawal symptoms. But if he is addicted, he'll have withdrawal symptoms, one of which will be the pain in his leg being like five to ten times worse than than he's uh. ever felt. So I'm guessing that he is going through that like increased pain and trying to distract himself from that. I guess. I don't know. Um, but he says to him, don't give me a full cast, just bandage it so I want to be able to slam it into a wall. God. Um, But yeah, so they, uh, Cameron doesn't want to lie. This is, we start to see the dynamic of the three of them as it relates to House. Um, Normally, uh, Foreman thinks that House is wrong all the time and tries to prove him wrong. Um, Either Chase or Cameron always want to prove him right. One of those two, right. you know, always kind of have faith in him and want to, want to prove him right. So, you know, that's sort of like the dynamic in this case, it's, it's chase and Cameron is kind of caught in the middle. Like, I don't know what to do. Cause I don't really want to lie to this guy. So she ends up saying to him that she thinks he's got lupus. Um, house decides that what he's going to do is refuse to treat him for lupus. And, the guy, the guy wants to move the kid, and he's like, "No, he's too. He's not stable enough to be moved." So he's playing a game of chicken with him, as as Cuddy points points out. Uh, and and House says, "Well, I should win pretty easily. You know, he's the dad. He's he's the one that actually cares about the kid's life. So it should be pretty easy to win, which he does. And the guy allows him to start treating for the hepatitis E." But yeah, they, at this point, the kid just starts spraying blood out of his anus. Yeah, they don't get a chance to because he starts hallucinating uh, his cat, Jules, is on him. And he's like, Jules, get off, get off. And then, yeah, he's uh, he's leaking blood from his anus uh, all over the bed. <laughs> and yeah, so now they do a, another test in angi- angiography. Is that what it's called? Yes. They find out he has severe internal bleeding and his liver is just failing on him right now and Cameron says oh shit it, he probably does have lupus because of these uh, psych, you know these hallucinations mm-hmm. yes yeah, psych- psychosis is one of those symptoms and as you point out House says well it's going way too fast you know so if she thinks House just fucked up and now the kid needs a new liver and he so wants House, like he wants to know but, who Jules is right right yeah so House like uh you know says put him on the transplant list and they and they talk to Cuddy about trying to move it up quicker which mm-hmm. I, I assume that's possible I don't know that's kind of weird I, I assume it's possible, although in this case, I can't imagine he'd even qualify. He has an undiagnosed, potentially fatal illness that's fried his liver that they don't know what it is. Their best guess is that it's multi-organ lupus, which is fatal anyway, so it's basically just like wasting a liver because it might give him, if it's moving this fast, who knows how much how much time it actually would buy him. But it might right, give him a, they, maybe a year or something like that at, at best. But I can't imagine he'd yeah. even qualify for a transplant, to be honest. Right. This kid's like, you know, young. So he's clearly not even like a Hall of Fame baseball player. So <laughs> why would you move him up? A li- exactly. I, yeah. I mean, like in the real world, his youth is really the only thing that he has going for him as far as the transplant committee would be concerned with. But yeah, I mean... Like I said, with an undiagnosed disease like this, especially one that seems to be affecting the organs, I I don't even think he'd qualify. But right. but House comes and he asks who Jules is, and uh, the dad says it's it's the cat, the family cat, 
And he says, um, well, you know, it's not psychosis then. And Foreman, Foreman, he sounds like he's appalled and like, like unbelieving when he says this, but what he says is absolutely right. He's like, so if he imagined a cat that didn't exist, then it's psychosis and it could be lupus because, but because he imagined a cat that, uh, that does exist, um, it's not psychosis. And I'm just sitting there like, yes, Foreman, you're a neurologist. <laughs> You should know that that is the case. I mean, like we've talked about before, it's the difference between hallucinations and delusions and stuff. Like it's not to imagine to hallucinate something that is familiar to you that actually exists is not a sign of psychosis. Uh, It's a sign of a neurologic of neurological problems, but not necessarily. I mean, I guess it could be, but not necessarily psychosis. Um, And uh, you know, the dad points out, well, the cat's dead. Cats doesn't exist anymore because the cat's dead. Uh, Luckily, instead of incinerating the cat, like most animals, you know, like unfortunately, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I guess they're dead. So it doesn't really matter at that point. But um, like, like happens to most animals uh, when either they're put down or they die naturally, you take them to the vet and stuff. Um, They buried this cat. So they're able to dig it up and do what they call an autopsy. Although, in this case, it would actually be uh, a necro- uh, necropsy because uh, it's uh, after the burial. So that's after a body's exhumed, they call it a necropsy. Um, Is, isn't that the name of that metal band you were in for a while? Yes, exactly. <laughs> House is wrong, necropsy. That's what we call ourselves. Um, but, uh, so Yeah, that, that, that was probably one of the many issues with that group. <laughs> so we... He he does the uh, the procedure on the cat, and uh, he discovers something uh, that we don't know right right away what it is. Um, but the liver's there, and the kid's getting wheeled in to uh, to get his liver transplant. So House runs in dramatically, as it is on TV all the time. It's you know just he 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 runs in you know right before the surgery is about to start in the nick of time, and says. Hey, stop. You can't do the surgery. He uh he's got it's nafoline. His cat died of nafoline poisoning. Uh termites make it to to build their nests, which is all that's true. Um and he uh you know, this is what he's got, so you can't do the surgery. It's uh, you know, a poison and it's in his bloodstream. And the 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 surgeons are like yeah, we're doing it anyway. I don't care what yeah, you well, say. Yeah, we have a liver here, uh, House. You know how hard these things are to get? <laughs> exactly. You know, House has already contaminated the room by coming in there without washing uh, or anything. So at, at that point, it should be, they shouldn't be doing the surgery anyway. But just yeah, to, And a nurse says as much. She says we have to stop because he's already come in here, and that kind of just inspires House. Yeah. So House just throws the naphthalene on the... Uh, the instruments and then uh hawks a loogie onto the the surgeon and sneezes and wipes his uh his face with one of the rags and says that he's been feeling sick and then yeah like you said the the nurse goes well we can't do the surgery now <laughs> the surgeon goes you think <laughs> so the the dad is pissed obviously and punches house in the face which um, might be the first time House gets punched in the show, but it is not the last time. No, not at all. But he uh, he's like, I want him locked up! And uh, he sounds like he could have been in our death metal band. 
but he um yeah. he says that uh you know he like he trashes liver he's like we're doing the surgery and, and everything and house says look the cat didn't die of old age cat died of nathlene poisoning which causes internal bleeding uh affects the liver you know all this stuff and all the stuff that's happening with your son that's what it's what your son has uh what's it's what's going to happen is he's going to lay on his bed this poison is going to for 14 hours while they do the surgery this poison is going to continue to go into his bloodstream and he's going to die and the reason he got you know notably they asked if they should check out the home and stuff and he said no it's one of the one times he doesn't send him to the house right. because he says if it's an environmental cause then he'll get better once you know from being here but Nathaline is a fat soluble gas. So the what happened is the food in the hospital's terrible. He never wanted to eat. He's lost 14 pounds, which is cause for concern in itself. Go and get him a fucking sandwich from a fast food place or something. How is this kid losing 14 pounds while he's supposed to be recovering in the hospital? Um but uh, anyway, he's lost 14 pounds and since this is a fat soluble gas as his body is burning fat. Um, it's, it's releasing the gas into his bloodstream. Now there's a continuity issue here. The house's diagnosis. And this is, you know, it's true in general from what I read about Nathalene poisoning. Um, it is a fat soluble gas and it does make sense that it, you know, he'd start to get bleeding, uh, if he was losing a bunch of weight from being in the hospital because of the car accident. But the, what caused the car accident was yeah, him that's what I was coughing up blood. Right. So he already had symptoms then. So I don't understand, you know, why it would be affecting him. And then, oh, now it's affecting I mean, it was already affecting him. You know? Exactly. Maybe, maybe just so uh, in all the, you know, the, the hoopla, uh, Amanda Seyfried didn't mention that he was coughing up blood, I guess. Is that the only, I guess that's the only possible solution. Maybe. Why they weren't looking at that earlier. But yeah, if, if what he in fact said happened is why it happened, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, so they, uh, you know, they go to the house. Uh, for some reason, the two doctors go to the house again. I mean, the case is pretty much over, so I don't know why they're doing this. But they they break, uh, you know, they break down the um, the walls, and there are like, I mean, tons of termites that come out uh, of the walls. But uh, so it it uh, it um, you know kind of confirms the uh the diagnosis um of nephilim poisoning and uh and house has got his uh, his answer and then uh i guess the denouement or or whatever is um the uh the stuff with um with his his week that he got through of not taking vicodin oh i i forgot to point yeah, out foreman did offer him vicodin at one point because he <laughs> thought he was kind of fucking up because he wasn't on it yeah i forgot to point out that uh that foreman uh foreman did that um as far as i know this episode didn't have like a uh a clinic uh patient of the week i mean obviously he was having a whole contest with cuddy i assume he didn't have to go to the clinic during that time but mm-hmm. i don't think he had a clinic patient no, no, this is one of the, there, there are a few episodes there, there, you know, they're few and far between, but there are a few episodes where they don't actually, um, have a clinic patient. And this is, uh, this is one of those. I'm assuming there's an episode where he's just in the clinic full time at some point. I really am looking forward to that one. Yes. Yes. I believe there's at least one. If there might be two, um, 
where he uh, where he's in the clinic the entire time. But yes. Yeah, so that's uh, that's this episode. I liked it. Um, I do like the clinic parts, but it wasn't there. But I thought it was, I guess this actual disease is almost impossible to actually get from termites. Like the concentration, you'd probably yes. have to sleep in like a termite, you know, mound in like Australia for like 10 years, something like that. Yeah, it's, uh, people don't, it's also in mothballs, as they as they point out. Um, yeah, that's what they thought it was. It's, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know exactly what the... Um, you know, this is one of those things where it's not like really a disease. It's a, you know, it's a poisoning basically. Um, but I don't know what the, um, you know, I don't know what the instances would be. Like you said, I'm pretty sure it's, it's almost impossible to get it. Um, I also don't think there's treatment. Like, like you, uh, you know, it's funny because they don't like a lot of times they'll go through the treatment and everything of, uh, you know, the disease, which they notably don't. Uh, in this episode, and I think it's because I don't think there's actually a treatment for naphthalene poisoning, especially yeah, yeah, I don't know. especially once it's progressed this far. I think it's basically just well, he's dead then. I guess unless you just make him constantly eat so much that he doesn't burn any fat, which probably isn't very healthy either. Right. But uh, yeah. the episode ends with uh, Cuddy, you know, Cuddy conceding and everything, and Wilson comes to talk to him. And House says that he learned, you know, this week that he is addicted, that he's an addict, but it's not a problem because it doesn't, it doesn't control his life. He's in control of his life and it allows him to do what he needs to do. Wilson argues that, you know, he's basically Wilson's like, look, I knew you before this happened with your leg and what's going on with you is not just getting older. Like you don't have friends, you're isolated from everybody, you know, you're becoming a miserable prick <laughs> and you know, like all this stuff's going on. It's not just getting older. It's not just pain. It's not just the leg, you know, you've changed and you know, house screams at him that, uh, you know, of course he's changed because you know, this pain has changed him and everything. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a pretty powerful moment. It, the friendship between house and Wilson is a, a huge part of the show and it's going to start to, it, you know, it gets deeper and deeper as it, as it goes along, which is a, a good, a nice thing about it. Um, but then, you know, we get to the end of the episode. Cuddy says, how did it go? She, she says, you know, that he admits he, you know, he has an addiction, but he says it's not a problem. He's not going to do anything about it. And Wilson's like, you know, maybe he's right. I don't know. Maybe I'm an idiot. And, uh, she says, um, you know, you know, hopefully he never finds out that this, all this was your idea. And Great. he's like, Oh, he'd never believe it. If he never believed that this was, this was me. Um, so yeah, we find out that it was all Wilson's idea for this bet. Yeah. So yeah, it's i uh, I'm sure that'll continue with his addiction and stuff, but I, I like the episode. This is actually Hugh Laurie was nominated for an Emmy for this episode. Did you know that? No, no, I didn't. I mean, so I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's if it's the best episode of the season. I wouldn't be. I mean, that, that's fine. It's a really good episode. I mean, I've, I've seen ones that I've liked better so far, but mm-hmm. this is a very good episode, and he's Hugh Laurie's very good in it. Yeah, it's a good episode. I, I I guess they probably nominated him for it because of the detox and like how he plays it and everything. Maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I, 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 I think it's a, it. it looks realistic to me. You know. Yeah, I can see it. 
But uh, but yeah, I mean there are there are better episodes this season, I think, uh, as far as the show goes. But it's a it, you know almost all the episodes in season one, I think, are pretty solid, pretty good. Um, it could have been a, de- a deadline thing too, you know, like maybe they had to submit it before a certain time. Yeah, it could be for sure. But yeah, that's the episode this week. Uh, as always, tell some friends. You know, you got friends that love House. Uh, tell them that uh, our show exists and pretend that that other show doesn't exist. <laughs> right. But uh, we will uh, we will see you next time. Uh, bye. See you next time.